The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Welcome to episode number 269 of On the Corner, the official PetroList.com podcast. I'm your host, Alex Fast, joined as always by Mr. Aladdin himself, Nick Pollock. Nick, how you doing? What is happening? Yes, that's because I sung Whole New World with Fast, with Fast, <laughs> before this podcast happened. All the way through, you know, and let's be honest, anytime I do it in karaoke, I have to be Aladdin because the best line we all know is... Don't you dare close your eyes. Yes, of course. I do. Hold your like breath. This. It gets better. It's terrible. <laughs> it's really bad. I love the notion yeah. that people are like, wait, they called each other and just sang Aladdin and then the whole way. Started a podcast. Yeah, that's just what we do, guys. Well, that really makes me laugh. It's good to see you. Oh, it's good to see you, too. I am back down in my parents' basement, but that doesn't mean we can't bring you high quality content, which we're going to do today, because apparently, I don't know, I, I don't. I, I don't watch baseball. I don't follow baseball. I had an anniversary, so baseball doesn't exist to me. But apparently, yeah. it was a pretty big weekend. It was. It was a great time. Um, I gotta say, a huge thank you to not only Spore for hosting that trade deadline with me, but also to Fangraphs. I I gotta say, it was surreal to see on the Fangraphs page they they put the entire live stream on it, and there are, there's just my face in a suit uh, mm. on the. On the Fangraphs homepage, which was pretty cool. It was a great time. Three and a half hours just talking about these trades. And there was so much. It was the best trade deadline ever. It was really bananas. There were there were shocks left and right. I feel like a majority yeah. of the actual shocks were on the hitting side. Uh, you mm. know what I mean? So we're probably not going to touch on because they're, they're like we knew Scherzer was going to move. We yeah. knew Barrios was going to move. You know what I mean? But there were some big things that happened on, on the hitting side, which is a lot of right. fun. It was awesome to see you. I mean, you guys do this every year. It was great to see you guys featured on the Fangraph site. I I loved the image that you tweeted out because you guys looked great in your suits. I love Paul. He's a close friend of mine. But man, does he look like David Byrne in that big suit and from yeah, the Talking I mean, Heads when he wears the suit? It's a good thing, though. No, yeah, I will say it's it's a good thing. You know, he uh, he was a little heavier before, so I mean, very slightly so, but he's heavier. He's the man is better. eighty pounds soaking wet. I'm just wet. saying. I'm just saying the guy looks good now, so uh, his suits he's a good man. Or don't you know? He's a good man. He's a great um, man. All right. 
So we got plenty to talk about today because obviously we're going to talk about the trade deadline and what that means. The top 100 wasn't topsy-turvy, I don't want to say, but I will notice that there was, you could call this list the shining because there was a lot of red. There's a lot of falling today. Before before I go to that, I do want to mention one thing. Uh, QBList.com, that is our fantasy football sister site, is launching on Tuesday, August 3rd. That is when you're listening to this, it will be live. So definitely go check it out. Actually, it might be, you know, it's going to go live around 8 or 10 a.m. So you might hear it in the morning, but still go check it out. Uh, full rankings, everything that you want. Obviously, uh, a podcast talking about all of them, projections, all of that stuff. It's QB list. Eric Smith does such an amazing job without the entire team. Um, so, yeah, you guys know me. I'll probably do one random podcast on it as someone who knows nothing about it. Um, but check out QB list. They do such a great job the entire season. And uh, yeah, fancy football fans will enjoy it. So what is your too early Super Bowl prediction? I, I even... <laughs> <laughs> I, um, let's go with, uh, you know, clearly the Chiefs are going to come back, you know, because Mahomes mm-hmm. is a thing. And uh, yep. how dare you? I, I can't believe I'm actually talking about football. You've done this. I know. Uh, I really did it. And I. Uh, I'm trying to even think like who's in the opposite division. I don't know which league or I don't like conference. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, it's not. It's the Bears. It's going to be Chiefs Bears. Oh my god, that is so totally good. it, guys. I got it. Got it. <laughs> that is amazing. literally. I could have said name the first two teams to come to mind, and that would have been the same result. Probably Chiefs Bears. <laughs> you know, that's it. No, that's all oh had. man don't worry yeah. if you're just joining us we have not switched over to a fantasy no. podcast and that, that no. probably is uh the, the giveaway <laughs> right uh, right there um so you, you should be joining us in po plus i know the season you know is probably got a five or six weeks left in terms of fantasy but man that's the most important time to be getting some advice about who to sit and start so you should be joining us in po plus you should be checking out the first pitch podcast each morning checking us out on twitter instagram tiktok nick you have some office hours where you're answering a lot of questions one are those Oh, yeah, 9 to 11 a.m. every weekday morning on Twitch, the TV's flash picture list, if I can get it out. It's a great time. It is a great time. You're our little streamer boy. Um, you already brought up how you did that little trade deadline stream, and it really, seriously, it was it was awesome. It's always cool to see you talking with Spore, and you guys do great work together. Um, so before we get into the list, oh, I have a few okay. questions based on the deadline. Sure. Okay. What was the biggest shock to you in terms of pitchers? getting traded there, um there were two okay i uh, one that was just like ooh, uh that's andrew heaney going to the yankees i didn't i was, th- I was thinking about you when that happened yeah yeah that was uh i mean if you guys don't know me and andrew heaney we've uh, been through a lot over the years i really <laughs> i really i'd say the past two years been like you know what you're just a cherry bomb and we can't we just can't do this anymore uh, I think there was one preseason I ranked him around like 38 or something like that. That's how you understand, like, ah, Andrew Heaney. He's got the stuff. It's just not consistent enough. You and I have Heaney's, had a history because uh, you and Ahedo were on the Heaney train, and I was like, no, he stinks. And then he had an easy schedule coming up, and we were like, this is it. This is where we're going to find yeah. out if he's and good or not. Wasn't. And then he yeah. got injured. Uh, oh, did he? <laughs> yeah, then he got, he got never injured. Found so we, out. And we never found out. Never found out. Um, he yeah. had it times this year i remember the the first start of the year he was also throwing like 94 as opposed to 92 and then it came down to 92 and he got you know blitzed but uh i i think i know the other one which is i mean hazel cesardo to the miami marlins oh yeah Ooh, i'm excited yeah uh, we can yeah 
I mean, he's on the list. We'll talk about him a little bit later about that implication. But uh, I just like the fact that he's in a no-pressure situation now in Miami. He can just start the rest of the year, and that's going to be kind of cool to watch. I believe we both tweeted the same thing, which is that rotation next year between oh Rodgers, Alcantara, Lopez, Eliezer Hernandez, Max Meyer, Jesus Luzardo. Um, I know I'm already forgetting someone because they have so- Zach Thompson, theoretically. Edward Cabrera. Edward Cabrera. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm forgetting a starter that they actually had. Star- oh, Sixto Sanchez. Sixto Sanchez. They have so many like, options. They have so much depth. It, yeah. is, it is really unbelievable and really exciting if you're a pitching fan to uh, to be able to watch that. I think the biggest shock for me was, and this doesn't even have a lot of fantasy implications because I think he's actually probably going to be coming out of the bullpen or long relief, was Danny Duffy to the Dodgers. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I was like, I mean, because Danny Duffy, obviously, we kind of know what he is. We know where his ceiling is. We know where his floor is, obviously. Mm -hmm. And the fact that the Dodgers were like, yeah, that's the long relief guy that we want right now. It was really, really interesting to me. I think it's a fantastic move. Um, Danny Duffy... Went up to 94, 95 earlier this year. Yes, he's injured right now. I think it cost him like nothing to get him. Yeah. Um, and Duffy can be that kind of guy that the Dodgers love of, you know, the Tony Gonsolin, Dustin May, David Price approach of just, hey, let's just get some reliever innings in here. Uh, Julio Urias. You know, we've seen this from the younger guys, especially as you get towards the playoffs of like, hey, we have our starters. But instead of going for, you know, your Josh Hader and your Liam Hendricks, that kind of thing. Instead, you get a, a a starter that's kind of converted into it. Um, it makes a lot of sense. And Duffy has um, history being a reliever. So that could yeah. certainly work out. But I guess what, why I was shocked, too, is you list all of those guys, you know, Gonsolin and May. And, like, does, does Duffy even really have that strikeout pitch? Does he have that pitch? I mean, do you forget him from May? And uh, Sorry, from, from April this year? Like, he was cruising. Yeah, I, sure. And that's, you know, a, a one month out of the year. But I'm trying to think of like the last time this guy had like even yeah. a, a swinging strike rate on any pitch that was like over 18 percent. Like that, that, that's, that's fair. I understand that. Um, it's kind of funny. You also mentioned the Dodgers. Uh, everyone wanted to freak out about the whole the, the Scherzer and Turner going to L.A. But man, I'm so excited for Josiah Gray going to the Nationals. That is a lot of fun. So that actually brings me to uh, my third question. But we can we can skip to the to this one for now. And I'll come back to the second one sec which pitcher is now less roadblocked and will excel the most in their oh, new yeah. situation so there there's four go. options there's josiah gray there's also spencer howard there's reed mm. detmars and there's bryce wilson all with clearer paths to playing time with room being made available to them sure so uh, so they're all interesting i'm looking mm. forward to all of it i think obviously the most the one that benefits the most for fantasy purposes is josiah gray because he's the only one of these that i would actually pick up now um, Josiah Gray and how in, in Washington is just so great. Like, yeah, no Dodgeritis. They need any starter. They can't even give away John Lester. So they got like nothing left. Yeah. Um, it's he has three pitches that are fantastic. Four seamer actually earned the most whiffs, if you can believe that, of, of over both breaking balls that he has, which are with machines. Uh, those three pitches, oh, oh, he's going to be frustrating for the entire NLEs for a long time. Uh, and I, I hope that he gets to reach his potential in the next two months. Uh, it might be a start or two to get acclimated, but I have really, really liked Josiah Gray. So what is that? What is that ceiling? SP two? SP three? I mean, 
he has the stuff of an SP1. It's just a matter of uh, of command and consistency. We just don't know what it is right now. Hmm. I mean, he throws 95 with two legitimate breakers. Like think like yeah. Gene Bieber in this way. You know? It's crazy. And I think like I think the fastball performs better than Bieber's, but the absolutely command of Bieber's what set him apart. It, it's ah, I just can't wait. I mean, Spencer Howard and Bryce Wilson, I'm happy that they'll be able to flourish, I guess. Bryce Wilson more so because he actually is stretched out and and Spencer Howard's going through this weird situation of, oh, yeah, I'm just going to throw four seamers. Like, why? Yeah. Like, you, <laughs> you need your changeup and slider to work, and it hasn't really done anything. Uh, the Phillies have saying, hey, you're only going to go 50 pitches or so, I guess. And now Texas is like, uh, no, you're going to go six innings pretty soon. Um, and yeah. Detmers, we'll see. We'll see what happens with Detmers. I think he has an interesting repertoire, but it'll take some time for the 22-year-old. Howard's going from a very different one organization to another in, in, in terms of a very driveline driven front office in Philly, or at least pitching coach in mm-hmm. Philly, right? And Caleb Cotham, who I think is fantastic, to Texas, who is, per my knowledge, not as good as developing pitchers, but there could be a flip side to that. Texas could go to Spencer and say, hey, do you? Do what you want right, to do. And exactly. maybe that's exactly what he needs to hear. You know what I mean? Maybe sometimes the numbers, while I love them, sometimes guys hear these numbers and they're like, I, this isn't me, man. I don't understand right. this. So maybe Howard could be better in that situation. Yeah, the worst part about numbers is that they're all in the past. Um, and uh, there's a lot of times that we look at numbers as you know, that's all there is. Uh, and it's so impossible to understand what numbers could be in the future. Uh, Six, and- eight, four. Three, nine. I, I didn't expect 11, any of that. <laughs> three, two. Well, now they're all in the past. All in the past. <laughs> right. But like, so Spencer Howard, oh, yeah, your changeup isn't as good. It's cool. Yeah, I haven't performed it consistently yet. But if I do, then like, you know, if I throw it more, it can be better than that. Right. We don't know when, what those are. And oftentimes pitchers, yeah, they do. They can tell. So, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited that he gets a new um, new opportunity where Philly was just kind of, I don't know, messing him around. Oh, I'm going to go into the minors now to be stretched out. Yeah. And then he comes up and throws 50 pitches again. It's like, what is this? I Yeah. It drove me nuts. So I'm really excited for, you know, just like Luzardo, that he gets this opportunity. To just, yeah, man, just do your thing. Go ahead for a lot that of these guys. Me, so I'm excited. That brings me to my last question then. Who do you think has the most success mm-hmm. in their new location? Heaney in New York, Hap in st louis or gibson in philly half in st louis oh man i, I had to include it yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm sorry i, I wasn't um, going to include barrios because then he's the automatic winner so i was like sure yeah what well, yeah okay uh, i mean gibson in philly he did improve already um and you can even say the reverse about what you said like oh cool kyle gibson we can extract the you know that change up that you just threw that was really good Mm-hmm. Um, and push that. I do wonder. I mean, the Yankees are all about stuff and trying to change things a bit. And they have actually been like, more change-ups, please, this entire year with their staff. He sure. is a really good one. He went 0 for 8 CSW in his last start with it and didn't really use it. And maybe the Yankees can be like, no, 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 we can fix that. We can make that happen. So I'm very, I guess the most intrigued is is Heaney in New York and see what happens. That makes me very curious. Thanks. Is Heaney is going to debut tonight, I believe, against... The Baltimore Orioles. Oh, it's a and night of I'm, debuts. We got Jose, Josiah Gray and Jesus Lazardo. Probably the Marlins haven't really said anything, but that's what we assume. So, oh, it should be fun. Oh, no, it's not Lazardo. And it's not confirmed? Uh, the, all the articles I see said that he is starting in AAA. No, that got, uh, no, that changed. That did change? 
because yeah. it's still TBD in the MLB yeah. app a few hours. Yeah, no, the the Marlins are being mum about it all. He's it, it, what um, Craig Mish said that he's in Jersey in Miami with the team. Like he's oh, he, up oh, for like he Sunday or whatever. <laughs> I was like, oh, not Did in you New fail Jersey. geography. <laughs> <laughs> he's in a Jersey. <laughs> I was so confused. I'm so sorry. So confused by all of that. I was like, what? oh, it's awesome. Miami Jersey is the best place in yeah, the world. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I, I was, I yes, Heaney is. Uh, uh, you know, hopefully Heaney may, Heaney is slated no matter what to make that debut against the Orioles tonight. And the Orioles, I was just looking to see, they are ninth in terms of swinging strike rate against changeups. So theoretically, he should be able to have some success throwing a changeup uh, against the. Oh, actually, that was pitchers anyway let's move on we're moving on to the top <laughs> well you got me very curious you know me you, you get my you get my noodle working <laughs> i'm right. not gonna oh, say God. that again not <laughs> again you, uh and then you uh i gotta go uh, confirmed confirmed luzardo gets the mets i mean everyone listening to this already knows but uh it yeah, is he's confirmed. going yeah it just got confirmed last like five minutes or ten minutes ago okay great so tonight yeah. he is going up against the mets yeah, good because we'll I was going to really Can't push wait. you tonight. Uh, yeah, that's amazing. I was going to push you tonight uh, on why he was where he was on the list, but now we have an answer to that question. But with that said, we can go ahead and move on to the list. We're going to start. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh lordy! We got a new number one. We got a new number one know, on the list. It, Max Scherzer climbs, but if you read the notes, you'd find out that Nick's a liar. <laughs> And, and why am I a liar, Fast? Well, you know, I want people to go ahead and read the notes, but all you have to do is go look at the very first paragraph of the notes, and it says, please don't yell at me about the top tier. It's the hardest tier one of the season. The top spot should be Garrett Cole, but he hasn't been elite, as we've seen, despite fitting 10 in three of his last four. I want to make it Bueller, but I still have concerns that the Dodgers are going to limit him. Zach Wheeler's been legit, but he hasn't really been that guy. The same goes for Woodruff, who hasn't touched the innings limitation, who has the innings limitation on the horizon. So what's the deal with Scherzer? Yeah, the Scherzer is, it's like, uh, look, the 34% strikeout rate this year. Yes, he had a seven earned run game against the Padres. also had a four earned run one. But then he recovered against the Phillies, and now he's in L.A. And we all know, like, you have Scherzer, and you'll be very happy the next two months. You know, there aren't the same concerns that Cole has right now or Darvish. And Wheeler is this, yeah, is he actually that elite and stuff? And Scherzer just shows up and says, look, I've got the resume you know, I can do this. Yeah, I, look, don't don't worry about that other game. I'm on a winning ball club like the Dodgers now. They need the innings. Uh, I got this. I got this. That that's that's Max Scherzer. Yeah, I love you know? that Max Scherzer impression. Yeah, no, it's um, wonderful. That's he sounds just like that too. I met him, and uh, he sounds <laughs> like it. I mean, there's really no point in me pushing back because you say it. As is, I guess you you can make a really good case for Cole as you well. Want, you can make you want good... it to be Cole still, even though he's been. I just this has you know I understand three of his last four with ten strikeouts or, or more, and but he's also been like, not the same over the past month. I understand that. I I think uh, you know while I guess you don't really need to worry about divisional stuff because Scherzer is Scherzer and he should be able to take care of the Giants and the Padres just fine. I still wonder if as the playoff picture comes into focus a little bit in the West, the Dodgers are still going to pull those moves and not start Scherzer and prefer to keep him healthy for the playoffs. But then again, he's a free it's agent. Be, so what do they care? Close, it's going to be a close race too, though. I will say it will be, but also at the end of the day too, who are you more concerned about in terms of injury? Is that the one variable you want to use? I mean, I don't blame you if you do, but they're all, everyone's got something. 
And I decided, all right, like Scherzer hasn't been really, I mean, there has been maybe one or two little things, but there's always one or two little things with Scherzer. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just, there's no clear number one. Really, as I, as I yell it in the notes, I'm so tempted once Chris Sale returns and just say, you're number one until DeGrom shows up. Okay. Just Sale, just save us. I can just say like, number one, shine the light down on him. And, and, so, and that lakey man, and it's going to be great. This is forward-looking, a little too forward-looking, yeah. but theoretically he returns next week. Where would he be? This is on the one. list, by the way. But <laughs> what? He, there's no way. He wouldn't be number one. No, he probably will be around, like, um, I want to say in that second tier. Yeah, tier two, like I mean, right after Darvish. Yeah, like, something like that. Like, how could you not? It's it's Chris Sale, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so, we, 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 and he's tough. looked very good. Um, so far, we skipped a very we'll important... A very important thing, which is what is tier one called and why is it called that? So it's Scherzer, Cole, Bueller, Wheeler, Woodruff, Lynn, Giolito. It's the the police lineup. Because we just we're trying to identify him. We don't know. Yeah, okay. It's <laughs> the Kaiser know Sose's. Is, you know? Hey, can yeah. you uh, read this line for us? Like, yes, I am the number one pitcher this week <laughs> on the list. <laughs> yeah. They're All like, right, uh, step back. Thanks. Okay, Daniel Lynch, how'd you get in here? Back into <laughs> tier 11. <laughs> yeah, that's is the police line up there. Okay, great. I like that. I'm calling them the Kaiser Soze's. But yeah, there you go. I love it. Love it. Yeah. Uh, I guess one thing, I, one last thing I wanted to bring up too. So Wheeler just gives up three earned runs, and, and he still gets the quality starts, but he, he falls. I'm not saying he should be number one, but he falls two. He gets leapfrogged. And then also Woodruff back-to-back three earned run outings. So that makes sense a little bit to me. But what what went through your mind for the Bueller-Wheeler It's not really there? that. It's Yeah, well, Bueller's just been – I mean, if you want to talk about a guy who's actually dominated more than anyone, you can make a very good case that, that Bueller should be number one right now. Yeah, It's just that if you want to talk about some of the Dodgers that would be limited, it's Bueller, not Scherzer. Sure. Uh, yeah. Bueller just doesn't have the same track record of innings, and they would want to protect Bueller moving forward. While Scherzer, whatever, man, it's a rental. Who cares? So he he got dinged for that. There's a higher likelihood uh, of Bueller gang uh, dropping down. But, I mean, I should have raised Bueller higher last week. I didn't. Um, I had those concerns about those innings, and I kept staying there. But, honestly, like, at this point, let's just keep going. <laughs> and yeah. I, and th- that's the only thing. I mean, it was Bueller and Scherzer, so Wheeler and Woodruff had to drop down. That's it. And for people who haven't been paying as much attention to Bueller recently, it's four consecutive quality starts, seven strikeouts or more, and all of those starts. He has one of the best CSWs in July. I believe it's top, it's uh, yeah, the fourth best CSW in July with a top 15 overall CSW, which makes up for what was a kind of slow start for him. So, you know, it's, it's funny. He's just been kind of one of those guys recently. I was thinking about my early season top 100, and I think he was four for me or something, or maybe even maybe three. I don't know. But he is slowly but surely amassing that season. You know what I mean? Like He hasn't really been anyone who's like, oh, man, a 14 strikeout game from Walker Bueller. He's just been quietly doing it. Right. Right. Um, All right. Let's move into tier two. I want to know what it's called and why it's called that. Uh, We're looking at Darvish, Ray, Rodon, Mania, Burns and Gaussman. Oh man. Okay. I I want to say this is the uh um I <laughs> I I almost call it the wrong thing. <laughs> it's the it's the ward. It it's like the 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 injury ward or whatever. I, I what's the name of that? Like is it just called the a hospital? Ward? 
Hosp- uh, yeah, hospital, but there's <laughs> it's something before yeah, yeah, award, sure. right? Yeah, yeah, the injury award. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, my mind went instantly like, oh, Nick, that's the maternity ward. I'm like, no, it's not. Yeah, okay, that'd be mine. We can we could call it the paternity ward. I guess I don't know. I don't. Mm. I don't know. Okay, all I'm trying to get at is most of these guys have are banged and bruised in some way. Uh, um, say for Shion Manaya, who's just kind of there. He's the he's a doctor, the one trying to help things out. Um, but uh, but yeah, Darvish is obviously having his flaws right now. Has not been the same. Really hasn't found any sort of um, groove in his approach. He had those two really nice games past the the Gloopgate day. That is the twenty first of June. That made us feel like oh everything's fine. I, like I'm not worried about the spin rate drops that he had from Spider Tech, whatever. And then all of a sudden he was super affected by it. And it's it's a case of he's overthrowing his cutter a bit. And he's not getting his fastball, or this he's got his fastball and not his cutter. And there's no consistency to it right now. It's really frustrating. Um, so hopefully he can find that again. Uh, while Rodon has lost velocity a tick and a half in both his last two starts, resulting in two four inning games, which is not what you want to see. Kevin Gaussman went on uh, personal leave and hasn't been quite the same since. Um, that was three starts ago. While Sean and I is someone like ninety two ninety three now. And that's amazing. He's been, he got his ace is going to ace label this week fast. I, I know you were thinking about it last week for sure. I was in the chat when they were saying, why doesn't he have it? But I guess what I'm curious about is, you know, I think in a vacuum, there's no question Burns is better. So it's just the innings that are really kind of scaring you coming down the line. Uh, it's not completely in a vacuum. I mean, there's an argument to be made that it's, it's a little different just because Burns hasn't, been as uh as overwhelming as we've seen um like he had for example that start against the reds that was just so good 8.1 innings 12 strikeouts and such but his last one was four innings five earned runs and 11 base runners against the braves that's not it's not like everything but yeah i mean that's one start who cares uh the innings are the biggest thing you're right um it did make it a little bit easier to be like oh yeah burns you just kind of faltered so i uh, yeah i hear that do that but to yeah, that should be limited to... at some point by, by Burns, and that's not good. And he has looked different post Gloop Gate. Uh, yeah. A considerable drop in, in, in CSW uh, we have, before uh, and after. Only three starts above 6Ks across his last eight. Yeah, that is, yeah, that's kind of crazy. Um, also, too, one last thing to tie up Darvish nine home runs in July. Yeah, one off three in his last or, sorry, reverse that. Herman Marquez got one off him, which was hilarious. That's <laughs> unbelievable. That is re- every he did he didn't have a single start in July where he didn't give up a home run. Yeah, that's not good. That's, that's not, not good. good. Um, yeah, you already brought up Gaussman. Uh, it's nice to at least see the bounce back in terms of the strikeouts, but yeah, four and a yeah. third, not gonna cut it. Um, let's move into this teeny little tiny tier. Uh, why is this tier so teeny? This is uh, Castillo, Alcantara, and Nola. It's the uh, it's the love journal. Um, cause <laughs> you say that like it's a show that's been in syndication for forty years. <laughs> well, here's the thing: each of these guys, separated by like yeah. three years, were the you know the apples of my eye. Yeah. Oh. You know, oh, you, oh. Okay. You have you have Aaron Nola in 2015. Yeah. I was like Aaron Nola, Aaron Nola, and then you know, yeah, then he went off and prospered. Then you have Luis Castillo, 2018. I was like, oh, Luis Castillo. Yeah. My man. And then now you have Sandy Alcantara in 2021. I, so I felt that each one of these guys are just starting to really now blossom. We just have Sandy Alcantara strike out 10 in seven innings against the Yankees without because a single earned run. Unreal. You have Aaron Nola, who's very much so uh, ahead of the 
the blip that he had for about a month or, or so. And then you have Luis Castillo, who still hasn't quite actually been the guy that we want him to be. His changeup was back, and then it wasn't in his last start, but the slider was still really good. He's throwing super hard. I mean, we're talking like 98 on that fastball instead of like 96 and change. Uh, and that makes me confident. The only reason he has a negative one is because I had to raise Sean Manaya. Um, so don't worry about that one. But yeah, it's 14, 15, 16. I feel great about all these guys, and I felt that they deserved their own little mini tier. So then, well, I'll say this then. Talk to me about the, you know, tiers are what they are, but mm-hmm. Castillo isn't in that second tier. It, it, is there anything that's considerable between Gaussman and Castillo, or you just wanted to keep those three together? So I haven't given the Aces going to Ace label yet um, to Castillo uh, just because I, I'm waiting for him to really soar with, gotcha. uh, with the changeup again. I mean, his last start was a, was a very poor quality start, right, which is defined by a 4.5 ERA and 1.5 whip in six innings exactly. Uh, the V is the whip part. Mm. <laughs> uh, you actually add a V every single base runner over nine. So it's, it gets to be like V, 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 P, Q, S at times. It's pretty entertaining. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, once Castillo has the changeup locked in with a slider and fastball, then I'll be like, okay, this is this is something I really can bank on. I think I think right now I feel more confident that Gaussman's going to return than I do Luis Castillo unlocking that full potential. I do just love the notion of it's it's the it's the season finale of Love Journal. Castillo <laughs> and Alcantara and Nola are in a room and they all just Ugh. found out that you've been courting all three of them. And they say, choose, <laughs> Nick, you have to choose. You have to choose between all three of us. Uh, and it looks like you choose Castillo at the moment. Uh, but I know you would really choose Alcantara. Well, um, no. I mean, Alcantara doesn't have a 25 to 30% strikeout rate right now. Oh, you know what we're going to do then? You're going to kill me. We're going to play um, oh God. Murder, Smooch, Mary, Castillo, Alcantara, Nola. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> me? No, I'm not in there. Murder, Smooch, Mary, Castillo, Alcantara, Nola. Uh, I'm going to marry Alcantara because I believe for that in the long term. Okay. Long term, right? I feel like in, in five years, Alcantara is going to be in a, a position. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, smooch. God, God, fast. Who are you doing this? What is that even? It, short term, I guess it's Castillo because then it's like he's 14. You're going to kill Nola? Well, okay, don't put it like that. I got to kill someone. Whoa. Oh, it's so violent. Why do you need that? This is I need so a, can I just say freak. wave goodbye? No. Can I be he like murdered Aaron Partnered with, I uh, have a drink with, and wave goodbye. <laughs> no, no, no. I literally cannot. <laughs> That's my game. That's the we one witnessed, I want right. We witnessed okay. the last Nola day. It happened. Oh, stop it. No, I, I mean, no, it happened already. He's no. been murdered. Uh, Tier <laughs> four, was it called? Who's in there? <laughs> I really like that little diatribe. Uh, Lance McCullers, uh, Julio Urias, Charlie Morton, Frankie Montes, Joe Musgrove, Trevor Rogers, back baby, Shohei Otani, Max Freed, and Patrick Sandoval. What is it called? And who are you going to kill next? <laughs> <laughs> this is called the bookcase. Okay. I. As it's you know, it's essentially the guys that you go, hmm, what should I read today? Like, oh yes, oh yes, Frankie Montes. Oh, I've always enjoyed that one. Yes, That's yes. why I purchased it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's such 
unprecedented misunderstanding of books. Like walking in and being like, which book should I reread today? <laughs> well, right. I understand. Like these are books that you maybe have read once before and you're like, oh, okay. yeah, I just like to be surrounded okay. by it. And I probably am never going to read them again. I understand gotcha. this completely. I have bookcases, you know, of books. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> Uh, Frank Amadeus uh, has been really good, though, and that's really yeah, cool. Yeah, you, you, you brought him up. That's actually, that's actually the first guy that I wanted to start with because he, he keeps rising. He's been rising up for a couple weeks now. I want to know realistically where you where you think that ceiling is. Can he get up to top 15? Can he – you know, he's cruising right now, and this is what it looks like when he puts it all together. But, you know, is is there more room to grow here, or we're probably not going to see him ever leapfrog I Alcantara mean, or Every Nola? single pitcher theoretically could because if they sure. showcase their, you know, if they perform this well and just do it endlessly, I have no choice, right? Uh, I don't necessarily think that will happen because I think there will be 15 other guys that will have a longer track record doing the same thing, right? Uh, it just, yeah. It's always relative to the landscape and it. I just think that there'll be other guys also doing the same thing, though. So, like, oh, yeah, Frankie Montes, Montes, you've been doing it since, like, the start of July. That's it. You know, these guys have done it all year. So there's going to be a lot of debate about Frankie Montes in this offseason. I'm probably going to be conservative with it. Uh, I can imagine Montes getting in and out of rhythm um, through the season again. But at least he's showcasing, like, hey, this is what happens when it works. Yeah, uh, and that's a wonderful thing. I mean, yeah, splitters and sliders, like it's it's they're really good right now, and he's pounding the zone with uh, sinkers and four seamers too. So it's cool to see. It's there's not much to say about Trevor Rogers. He's back. It's exciting to see him in, tw- in you know yeah, in, in he, number twenty two. He hasn't had a start over six innings though of six innings for a long time, um, even before the injury too though. So I hope that he can return to that. Uh, I originally actually had him in that tier three with Nola Alcantara and Castillo, and I brought him down. Oh, um, because I was like, oh, yeah, you're returning. You weren't that great when you returned and you weren't even great before the injury. So I do want to see something first before I really start pushing you back up. Yeah, I guess now that I think about it, too, if there is any hint whatsoever that that man is injured, they'll just, they'll just shut him down. They're not competing right, for exactly. anything. So the fact you know that he's I mean? back is a good thing. Yeah, that's true. That's a really good point. Um, the last person that we should definitely hint on in this tier is is Patrick Sandoval, man, mm. rising up to number 25. I mean, continues to to look good. What are you thinking about Sandoval? Well, I, I understand he just walked six batters, and that is a showcase of the problem with Sandoval. Is I don't think anyone watching him will say that he has elite command. Mm. Uh, it is, it is a bit of the effectively wild at times. He's not always super efficient. But the thing is, when he is able to get in the zone a ton, I mean, he's incredibly successful. And he has over 100 pitches in each of his last five starts. Yeah. Uh, and that started with a five-inning game of 101. And lately, 5.2 thirds with 115. So that's the, that's the downside here that we're going to see. In both those games, he had at least five walks. Not surprising, of course, but man, that slider and changeup are just so good. Like we've talked about it endlessly, and it's just that's what it is. They're just yeah. really, really good secondaries, and when his fastball is able to find strikes, and it gets deadly quickly. Yeah, and he, and like you said, I mean, he's going to do that, right? The five walk outing against the Orioles, the six walk outing against Oakland. I think what's what's so you know, <clears throat> excuse me, what. Uh, calms or assuages any fears I have about that command is the way for him to minimize that damage when that happens. I mean, both of those mm. starts, it's pretty rare that you see a guy combined for 11 walks and two earned runs. You know what I mean? Sure. And it uh, seems like three. those... 
Oh, three, excuse me. It seems like that's more the uh, exception than the rule. It's just going to happen yeah. every once in a while. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to the next tier, uh, which is tier five, looking at Alex Wood, Shane McClanahan, Luis Garcia, Jose Barrios, Tyler Molly, and Alec Manoa. A lot of uh, a lot of young, a lot of young, and then a few old peppered in there, but mostly young in here. Uh, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna call them the um, political pins. Political um, pins. Yeah, you know the little things you put on your vest, like I voted for totally Bob Dole. I I I I I, I keep, I'm trying to get away from a phrase that has a curse word in it. I, I fool you, you not. I fool you not. I was just thinking about political pins this past week. <laughs> I was in. Why? I was, I, we went to some weird antique mall, and there was a box, and it had hundreds of political pins. And I just sat there looking at them, thinking about them. What was now, the one you wanted? Oh, I don't. I didn't even know these names. They were like the most esoteric local politicians to Berkeley Springs, West Virginia. Oh and I was God. like, I don't know. And then I went and looked at a, a yearbook from 1963 and got real sad. Anyway, wh- what is it about the? Why are that's they the what I do pins? on a Saturday? Can I find a 1963 <laughs> yearbook and get sad? Oh, that is so funny. So, so these are the political pins because they're all like, vote for me to be an ace in the near future. Uh, um, they're all trying to be that. Alex Wood has certainly done his part by pitching over 92 miles per hour and having a wonderful slider as of late. Uh, Shane McClanahan, oh my. We are you know all so amped about Shane McClanahan right now. It's funny. Top, this shocked me. Top 10 CSW overall in terms of oh, yeah, which yeah, is wild. But his fastball yeah. gets hit hard. Yeah, I think it was. I thought I saw it today. I think it was a three thirty ba- uh, batting average allowed uh, and a three forty plus BABIP, and that's a problem for McClanahan. Yes, uh, even though he throws it average at ninety seven, it was actually down. I think um, last two or three starts each at ninety five point five as opposed to ninety seven. Oh, that's not good. Um, you were just doing something. I don't know what that was. The little mic light, the red light on the mute. Anyway, uh, no yeah, one can so see what we're doing. Give me like a, I don't know. Um, I am doing a nefarious thing right now. And <laughs> how dare you mention this thing I was going to say before. Sometimes things know. just need to be between us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so now, sorry. I, look, I, I betrayed his trust, everyone. What have I yeah, done? Yeah, you did. You did. <laughs> Uh, I guess moving, I, I want to talk a little bit about something that someone brought up on Twitter, which is thinking ahead to next year mm. and what you do yeah. with young arms like McClanahan and Manoa, right. knowing that the Rays are probably still going to baby him a little bit next year. Well, they right? haven't been as much really lately. I mean, just through six innings, for example. Uh, and yeah. it's, it is what we expected that over time he will get up to this six inning uh, threshold, right? Um, he's also expected for. Um, oh, he's there. Okay, so he's just under 80 innings now. It's like 75 or so, right? Yep, 77. Uh, yep. So we have nine weeks left in the season. I'm going to say for every three weeks, you get four starts, generally, something like that from a guy. Mm-hmm. It's very loose. Um, but you can say they're like 11 starts left. Let's say McClanahan averages six per, which is lucky, let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, that's 66 innings, and that would be about 140. Uh, that sounds fine to me. So anyone worried about the short term of innings for McClanahan? Yes, you have October and stuff, but that should be fine. I uh, I think McClanahan should go for the most part all the way through. And again, that's assuming six innings, um, maybe one start missed or so. So I'm not too worried about that. But for next year, they need him, man. I mean, this is 
they, they need McClanahan. And generally when it comes to younger starters, yes, there are some that I say, okay, you know what? I'm going to hold back because I don't think he's going to get more than 120 innings or so. Like the old hipsters, uh, headache-inducing starting pitchers that stifled the entire roster. So that was like Julio Urias and Lance McCullers and stuff. These guys that are entering 2020 were like before the, the pandemic and stuff. We thought, oh, 140 innings and when are we going to get them? We don't know, right? Yeah. But McClanahan next year, I mean, he's got the 140 now. So I'm excited but- for him next year. To play devil's advocate, though, about the remainder of this year, sure, four consecutive games with a dip in fastball velocity, one more considerable than the other. There's, you know, maybe yeah. they want to take it more that's, easy with that him. That could be. I don't know if that's actually. Um, I I can't help but wonder if that has helped with his command because that certainly oh. has helped overall. And sometimes you do see that guys take a little step back. His, his lowest need, velocity you know, had three walks, though. Okay. Well, I don't know. Well, I wonder if it is a a a, uh, a decision or more of just I'm hurt <laughs> or I'm tired yeah. or fatigued. We'll see what happens. Yeah, it'll be curious because remember, you know, no, I mean, we can't really see what he did innings wise last year because I don't know if he was on the alternate site. Right. But he threw a combination of about 110 in 2019. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Yeah. That's, that's uh, interesting. Interesting to note. Um, There's also right. a young one there, Alec Manoa. I mean, I didn't know yeah, really so, where to put him, but he's at 31. So that brings up another question. Another, yeah. I, I had a poll today on Twitter. Uh, 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 so $2 Manoa, $3 May, or $5 Clevenger? Who would you want more for next year? $5 Clevenger. And that, see, that's what I was thinking, and the poll was Alec Manoa, Manoa yeah. out of the water. Yeah, well, yeah, because, uh, t- okay, so first of all, $5 versus $2 like the same thing. Yeah, uh, to me, it's it's really not that big of a difference. Those three dollars, like I've ended auctions accidentally with three dollars on the table, you know. Yeah. Um. So Clevenger, sure, okay, we don't know how many innings he's going to get, but I mean, Malik Manoa is still such a wild card. We don't really know how he's going to shape up, but Clevenger should be just much more productive for you. Uh, and yeah, I would definitely rather have Clevenger. It's kind of interesting. We haven't thought about him at all. About who? About Clevenger? Clevenger, yeah. I know. I Googled him today for any kind of news. You have to figure he starts next year. I mean, he's had a full year more right. oh, to yeah. heal. Yeah, yeah, So he starts next year at a camp. So, yeah. Where do we, I, rank, I, Where do we rank Clevenger entering next year? 25? Yeah, it's got to be top 30 for sure. Just looking at the top 30 right now, you got to consider Noah Syndergaard coming back, Chris Sale coming back, Kershaw, oh, Scherzer, DeGrom. So is he in the – yeah, he still has to be top Bieber. 30. Bieber, yeah. There's so many. Gla- uh, well, Gla- sound glass now's out. Well, glass really out now. Glass yeah, out to 2023. Yeah. Uh, Flaherty. It's horrible. Yeah, there's so many guys. I really. Look, are. my entire oh, fringe table. I think I counted before that above the 50s, like top 50 guys. I think there are 17 that are hurt right now. Ugh, it is <laughs> insane. It's I don't think insane. I even included Clevenger. And then there's all, like, man, I was just thinking about some or of the other guys too. Yeah, oh, yeah Verlander too. I was looking also at guys like Mackenzie Gore and people who are not performing right now in the minors. Yeah, right, I was, right. I, Luzardo, I took a look today. Right? Yeah. I took a look today at Dean Kramer. I was like, what happened to Dean Kramer? Oh, Lord, he's got like a 6.8 ERA in AAA right now. Yeah, someone doesn't read the uh, the roundup at all. Uh, did you talk about Dean Kramer? <laughs> oh, I mean, he's started a lot this year and he was just so bad. <laughs> Yeah, nah, but he didn't start for a while. He hasn't started for a few Dean? weeks, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, no, no, no. You're saying like recently you're saying he. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I got you. Well, that's what I expected. I mean, he was just really, really bad in the majors. His secondary that's stuff crazy. wasn't doing anything. 
That's crazy to me. Um, all right, well, man. Look at look at us go. We're, we're, yeah, we're we make a little bit along on this podcast. Oh, Shocking, geez, Louise. Coming into so we got through <laughs> tier five here. Let's move into tier six, which is a little bit bigger. We're looking at Bassett Gallon. Carrasco makes an appearance at thirty four. Means Maeda Marquez, Gray, and Kikuchi. So I, uh, all right. This one is I. Uh, I've already done like I, I'm realizing I'm doing things I've already done. This is not yeah. Good. You, you're, you're doing the like, hey, we're all this, but one of us is going to be good. You know what I mean? Like, who's no, the no. real cop? <laughs> <laughs> really, one week you should be doing this. Uh, I know this is this is the whack a mole then. Okay, I uh, because you're trying to uh, all of these are popping up and they all feel similar, and you're just like, which is the one that's going to stick and be the one I hit? I. Uh, so like Bassett like has been good and, and consistent and that's great. But there is always this. I'm, I, I'm not going to deny like you see Bassett. You don't think, oh, yeah, this guy. No, no, no. He has a track record. He's going to be a top 20 guy, especially with the repertoire, too. It doesn't it's not overwhelming. It's a lot of called strike stuff. Yeah, it's uh, not swing strike heavy. It, the secondaries go in and out. It's kind of weird. Um, Gallon looked way better in the last one, but still didn't have his change up. Carrasco's back. Still. Yeah, Carrasco's back. back. But yeah, Gallon did well against the Dodgers. Eight strikeouts. Cracks Great me up. Because I just was thinking about that conversation we had last week where people on Twitter were like, is Gallon droppable? Like, oh. And then he 30% CSW against the Dodgers with eight Ks yeah, and one it was walk. A, it was super heavy on four-seamer uh, called strikes. Like, super heavy. And we know that yeah, called strikes tw- are the least sticky one. Yeah, 22. Was also, like uh, he had 22. And it yeah. was uh, it, the only... He had one on his curveball. It was all 22 called strikes on that four-seamer. Yeah, it, it was it was a lot. I, yeah. Now, Carrasco's back. That's exciting. It wasn't very good of a debut. He led a home run on the first pitch. And that was much better after that. But uh, we'll see. John Means was improved. The fastball wasn't as good, but the changeup was so good. Yeah, I mean, it was really, really good. Um, and that's why Maeda took a negative five, even though he, I didn't do anything with Maeda. I really just had everyone just had to go up, so they went up, and Maeda just happened to be the one there's that was. Gotta be a, there's got to be a way to denote that. Maybe you know what I mean. I like do a, in the like notes. A, yeah, it's, it's a lot of notes. Read the notes. It's a lot of notes. You should enjoy put, the notes. It's like a draft guide, you know, I, like every week. I can't read them because then it sways how I feel about the podcast. But well, if I did, sense. if I did, I would put it on my Goodreads so it would help me get to my reading goal each year. You know there what I mean? Go. It should it be. be like I read. Little, I'm not even kidding. It's a novella. Like an, you <laughs> you you read it. Uh, well, you can watch it every every week on on the stream. But that's true. It's. I write about like two thousand words in ninety minutes or something like that. <laughs> a lot of clicking and clacking. It's a car talk <laughs> over here. Clacking. Yeah. clicking and clacking with Nick Pollock. Well, this is uh, car talker, and those are the car talk guys click and clack. Yeah. Uh, so Freddie Peralta away. rises yeah. anyway, twenty. Freddie Peralta rises twenty again to forty three. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't hear that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was just. I was just. The car talk guys. One of them passed away. It's really sad. They were just so amazing. If you know oh, that show. I didn't know that. No, I don't. Yeah. It's, it's a great show. Wow, and, Nick. Well, it happened a couple of years ago. It's fine. Wow. Freddie Peralta is back at forty three. You raised 20 spots um, because I, I had no idea how many pitches he's going to go. It's like the hardest thing to do is predict innings and pitch counts. Yeah. And here he was going like 50 pitches one game. I'm like, oh, well, this is bad. So all the way down, this is when you know they're going to be limiting Freddie Peralta now. And then they didn't. I, I know mean, it's weird. Six innings, 68 pitches. So now just the compromise is 43. Like, all right, hold on to him. Do whatever they do. Yeah, go. now it looks like they're going with a six-man, uh, which is interesting. 
I have no idea what's going to yeah. happen. So he's Very at 43. That's the Let's compromise. move on to tier eight. We're looking at John whoa, whoa, Gray. Whoa, 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 what? whoa, whoa. What? What's the name of fast? What's the name of tier seven? What's it called? Oh, Fram- Oh, me? Framber Valdez, Anthony Descafani, Adam Wainwright, Freddie Peralta, Dylan oh, Cease. I forgot Freddie Peralta was in. I thought he was in tier six. My bad. Um, I have to come up with what that's yeah, what you called. Do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. Valdez, Descafani, Wainwright. Stop stalling. Um, <laughs> it's not easy. No, I, I never said it was easy, but I definitely just have fun watching you suffer doing it. <laughs> I mean, you uh, can't get. Come on. Come on, they I, are I, they are the they are the the the, the pastry case. <laughs> the pastry. That's my term. What are we using cake case? Cake case. When was that? Are you joking, right? The pa- it's the you cake didn't do it case. this podcast. You didn't oh do it this God. podcast. The cake case is a legendary term. Get out of here! You can't pa- do pastry no. case to me. Why? All right, this is the, the what's the what's the the, the pastry uh, shelf? No, what's the, the oh you know you go and you see all the pastries. Oh, the cake case was from yeah. No, I remember cake. Unbelievable case. Remember fast, yeah, yeah, yeah. unbelievable. But the but these are pastries. These aren't cakes, so they're not as good. But they're still gonna get that sweet tooth a little bit. I feel like everyone could hear me roll my eyes. That was like all, that looked like it. an exorcism. Nick. That was <laughs> terrifying. Um, all right, well, you can do so better. What is this called, and why is it called that? And if you say oh, pastry oh, case, no, gonna... it's, it's it's the it's the uh, dusty attic. Okay. It's really easy. Uh, Framber Valdez is like, you know, you essentially have uh, picked up Framber Valdez and now you've stored him in the attic because you're like, I don't know if this is fun anymore. <laughs> and Adam Wainwright's like, hey, first time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, it's like uh, you know it's cool and you're like, oh, you know, one of these days I'll bring out my guitar again, you know? But it's like, and it's really good, but you're like, ah, mm, I'm all right today. Yeah, all right. Yeah, all right. <laughs> um, I, I get like... Yeah, that was very nice. Very nice. Um, all right, tier eight: uh, Gray, John Gray, Ivaldi, Hyunjin Ryu, Wade Miley, Logan Webb, Tyler McGill, Logan Gilbert, and Jordan Montgomery. What is it called? Why is it called that? Um, this is called the uh, <laughs> the Saturday night. Uh, yeah, the Saturday Night Club. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So the nightclub, it's just like one of those places where it's like it's super loud and you think going in like, oh, you know what? This is going to be like really fun. You know? So the Saturday nightclub, not the Saturday night club. So it's like <laughs> you're really going to a nightclub on Saturday. It's, yeah, a which one on Saturday. It's, a, it's a nightclub on Saturday. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I understand the confusion. My okay. bad. Yeah. Right, you go oh, and yeah. you think, oh, yeah, this is going to be a great time. But like you uh-huh. can't actually talk it out. And you're just like, oh, I don't know what I got myself into. I like it's just is am I, am I having fun? I, I think I'm having fun. <laughs> yeah, that perfectly encapsulates like Wade Miley and and, and John Gray. For yeah, me. well, J- J- Jordan Montgomery is like I really like his changeup and curveball. I don't. I, I think I think this is gonna work and be a good time, but I don't know. Tyler Tyler McGill and Logan Webb, they're both pitching really well right now. Yeah. But if you told me tomorrow, they're like, oh yeah, they just got blown up. They're like, oh mm, yeah, okay, I got it. Yeah, there I mean, I, so Webb was actually the first one that I wanted to bring up because I think that's going to be a, a little bit of a shock for some people. I mean, this is a guy that we were kind of touting coming into the season, right? Now here he is cracking the, the the top 50. I mean, he hasn't necessarily blown people away in terms of his strikeouts. The last time he had over five strikeouts was, what, May? Uh, and then his first four starts back 
Uh, I mean, granted, it's not a lot of innings. He had six innings with five Ks, five innings with five Ks, two Ks over four innings, though, against St. Louis. But pretty good CSWs throughout. So what is it about his recent performances that made you do that big jump? Sure. Uh, so with Logan Webb, um, his fastball's gotten a ton of called strikes this year. We're talking like a 25% called striker, which is crazy high. I mean, it, it's it's really, really ridiculous. Um, but he did just earn a, a King Cole against the Dodgers. Who I think if anyone's realizing like how you have success against the Dodgers, you throw four seamers and they take them. I mean, it's another mm-hmm. 13 called strikes on the four seamer. This one, 22 for everything. They take a lot of pitches. You just have to pound the zone a lot. I uh, to get a King Cole against the Dodgers, I guess. Um, but anyway, the changeup and slider have been what we got that got us excited. If you remember the preseason, Logan Webb, he was throwing a new changeup and that got everyone going. Yeah. Uh, and it's not always been there this entire year. I mean, he throws it uh, about a fourth of the time. It's a 27% CSW, 16% swing strike rate. And that might sound like a good swing striker, but actually changeups are typically about a 16% anyway. Uh, it goes in and out. There are certain starts where it's really good and starts that's not. The slider then actually can be really good at times. 20% swing striker for the year. Uh, near 40% CSW on it is crazy that's, good. Yeah, that's wild. But it's not always there. It's not always that pitch. Uh, so it, it's it, it's something that goes back and forth a little. And I can imagine a start where it's just a heater uh, and it doesn't <laughs> work well for him. Uh, so we'll see what happens with web moving forward. I'm not so, I don't know, convinced that it's going to keep working. But if you have Logan Webb, you are not letting go of Logan Webb. I mean, just second on the Dodgers twice. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's kind of wild. It is. It is. Um, I want to move on to the next year because there's also some other wild names that we should be getting to. Uh, so tier nine is Tywin Walker, Kyle Hendricks, Kyle Gibson, Luis Patino, Jose, Jose Gray, Kyle Muller, Jameson Tyone, Tarek Skubal, Jesus Cesardo, and Zach Greinke. What is it called? Why is it called that? It's recess, man. This is like the t- point of the day that you look forward to. This is where the oh. fun happens. This is, oh my God, I cannot wait to play hopscotch with Luis Patino. We got a slide with Josiah Gray. Oh, Kyle Muller, I'm going to play basketball with that guy. I I cannot wait for recess. The world is my oyster for those 30 minutes. But the thing is, it can last only for 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. And so it might not actually last through the full day. That is the same. Yeah, then there's Kyle Gibson like, hey, Nick, are you are you, are you going to play with me, Nick? Hey, Nick. <laughs> I'm like, uh, Nick, are you going to play with me? <laughs> if 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 those other guys aren't working out, you know, if they're no, you know, if they're not around, yeah, okay. Oh, I'm here. Guess, I'm Kyle. here. We, we talked a little bit about Luis Patino and his increased role moving forward. And since then, five and a third against Cleveland with four and runs, two walks, four Ks. But then against the Yankees, six innings, no word runs, two walks, eight Ks with a 37 percent CSW. I mean, that's that's what we're excited for. That's what we're really looking for there for for Patino. I mean, Patino came out with an amazing fastball, right? Like he dominated the Yankees with a heater. And I kind of thought that Patino would be more of a um, your, your traditional Slider is elite and fastball. It's good enough guy. Uh, but I've been really surprised that like the fastball's actually been the one that's taking over and the slider's still really good too. So those two pitches working in tandem like this, uh, we were waiting for that one start to click as a, as a starter for the, for the Rays. It's there now. The Rays need starters. They didn't get anyone at the deadline that, uh, you know, that's really going to sway anything. Excuse me. So saying glass was out. 
for the entire season. Uh, yeah, Patino's going to get his opportunities here, and I'm really excited about it. Same with Josiah Gray. I mean, we hinted on him a little bit moving forward, but what made you put him at 57? Uh, now that he has this opportunity with the Nationals, and I'm telling you, of all these guys, like I'm getting a lot of questions about Patino versus Gray versus Muller, and it's a, you know, go with your gut completely. I think Gray has the best repertoire of the crew. Uh, Four Seamer was actually the major whiff pitch in his last start, while it's two amazing breaking balls in the slider and curveball. I really think that there's something legit here that over time will show itself. I think he has the most labels of anyone this week because of it. Yeah. Uh, last person I want to... Oh, I guess there's two people I want to hand on before we move on to the next year. Jamison Tyone, the month of July, 1.16 ERA, 3.45 FIP. The Ks have not been there, 7.26 K per nine, but really limiting damage to the best of his ability. Are you buying this moving forward, or is this more of the 3.45 FIP? Yeah, it, it's it's more of he's found a groove of not getting destroyed by his fastball um, as oh. much as he was before. Uh, I don't really think that his curveball and slider are taking the step they need to be to be a legitimately like a strikeout heavy guy. Uh, if you notice in his last four games, he doesn't have a game over five strikeouts, which is very frustrating. He did have that seven uh, inning game and nine strikeouts against the Mariners, but it's not that was that was before this. And he has had a very tough schedule. We're talking to Houston and the Red Sox twice. Just took down Miami uh, on Friday last week. Um, I feel good about Tyone right now. I feel like you can start him without fear at the moment, uh, but I will recognize that he's not so far away from his floor that we saw earlier this year. Okay. Um, and then real quick, hinting, or, or I should rather say, uh, what are you expecting from Hazel Cesardo tonight, debuting at 60 I don't know. On the list? I'm just excited. And, like, we're getting close to the cliff at this point. That is the point of... You know, it's not worth it to hold on to other guys. Might as well chase upside. And someone said it really well inside the Twitch chat today. Like, look, if you're waiting for Jesus Lazaro to showcase the upside, you're already too late. Like, you won't point. be able to get it then. So now is right. He's at 61. This is the point that you say, OK, you know what? I'll take the chance and maybe even want to stash him. I have him as a stash option here. Hold him for one week. This start, see how this goes, and then make a decision. I think that would be a great call because we all know what the ceiling is for Luzardo, and that could be a major impact for your teams down the stretch. Definitely. Tier 10, Quang Young Kim, Zach Plezak, Marcus Stroman, Zach Thompson, Eduardo Rodriguez, Tuki Toussaint, and Joe Ross. Okay, I, I know nothing about cars. Okay. But I'm going to call it the Ford Focus. Okay, why? It gets the job done, and it's not something... I don't know. Is that a car that people go after? I just think it's a generic I, name I, of car. I don't think it's a car that necessarily gets the job the done. Camry is like a Camry, like a very standard, like it drives people. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah. Let's do yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah. A Camry. Is that Toyota? I don't I, I, I don't know. I don't know anything about cars. I guess I, I, I will go with the Toyota Camry. So it's just guys that are just doing it and there's really nothing lackluster about it. They'll get you from A to B and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So, there's nothing much that's exciting here, is there? No, you're right. Quang Young Kim, the wheels kind of fell off a little bit in that most recent start against Cleveland. Two and two-thirds, five earned runs, just a 22% CSW, and then Zach, please, Zach, man. Just, you know. It's been it's going to get harder. He gets the Jays next. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, it's just not great. Those Ks. I, if I'm willing to say anyone outside of the top 60 who will be, it could be inside of top 40 or have like a really successful September, I would say please, Zach is up there. 
Yeah, I mean, there's other guys behind him that I could see that happening, too. We always know Erod can have, like, crazy hot streaks. Tanner yeah. Houck and that slider can be really great. Well, the, the question about Houck is is not necessarily how good he is, just the opportunities, because Chris Hill is coming back, and he's already the number six guy for the Red Sox. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. They already said that he's coming back to make a start next week, I think, on the well, seventh. He's getting, he's getting the doubleheader for the Jays. Ah, uh, that's what it is. Okay, gotcha. So, well, I don't know after that. We're we're already here then, so we might as well talk about the other guys inside of that tier, which is uh, Tanner Hawk, Daniel Lynch, Casey Mize, Andrew Heaney, Adbert Alzale, Nick Pavetta, Tristan McKenzie, Austin Gomber, and man, Blake Snell, how far he has fallen. Um, I, first, before I ask any questions about these guys, I want to know what it's called and why it's called that. Okay, um, this is your baseball pack it's like you're hoping to get something that's good inside of it oh okay great yeah 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 you're hoping one of these guys gets actually yeah. a couple, really valuable in the next yeah. couple of years and you're gonna use these cards like nah 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 <laughs> oh i guess a casey mize is kind of cool whatever yeah, yeah you know maybe that could be a good rookie card yeah uh, exactly that kind of thing but i mean it's like two kids son the other one right in tier 10 where he had two really good starts and then yeah it all kind of blew up for him because he's just a curveball guy yeah. And his fastball isn't commanded well. Splitter's not commanded well. And it, it it wasn't very good. And, yeah, there are a lot of the guys in here that kind of are like that. Adbert Alzale, for example, dropped 17 points because he, his slider cutter wasn't great. And the cutter that actually was really was new showed up and did not show up in this past start. And I'm like, Ugh, I don't know what to do with the Alzale. So you go back to the wire for now. Was Heaney rising seven uh, anything to do with the trade, or was it more like yeah. there's a lot of risers and fallers here? No, I think it's more so because of the trade. There is a little bit more intrigue, I think, of like new possibility. And all you want with guys outside of this is just some tangible thing that says, oh, they could be better now. Yeah. You know, and that's that's something, just something different equals a possibility for improvement, right? Uh, so he need, hopefully, you know, he, he does improve moving forward. Now, Austin Gomber rises 10. Yeah, he just got messed up for an inning. But Shellacked, yeah. But between between the two lists, he had another start where he actually had sub-30% fastballs. Uh, and that was the Gomber we saw in June that was really, really exciting, and we got pumped about it. So, yeah, this one inning against the Padres, fine. Everyone's had a bad day. You know, Jacob deGrom had a 43-pitch inning in the first once before. You know that. So yeah. I'm not going to – it's like the Mike Trout thing. Well, yeah, but Mike Trout struggled this one thing before. Uh, but what I'm getting at is, look, that was just a bad day for Gomber. That doesn't rule out the fact that when he actually is doing his thing, which he did as recently as a week ago, uh, he's actually very productive for your teams. And look, we're all the way down at 77. So I figured, all right, there's a there's a silver lining or like a, a some, I want to say that, but just more of a ray of light escaping into this room. Mm. Is Blake Snell a top 100 pick next year? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, top 100 is like the last round flyer. You know, last round flyer should be Blake Snell. Who knows? Maybe he like comes it's eight out eight rounds. Game. What? Oh, and you mean overall? Yeah. Oh, oh God, I'm not talking no. about pitchers. I'm talking about overall. Oh, yeah. no, 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 absolutely not. Wow, interesting. It's that it's that bad. Well, I mean, that's that's what top 30 starters. Mm, so it's it round eight. So that's where you start taking your aces. Yeah, not a chance. Interesting. Would that's you? probably yeah. I know. I'm just curious. I mean, this is a guy that that's never been a question for him ever before. I know, but this and has now, been four months. 
I know, but the, so this is what we're saying. This is this is it. This is this is not the exception. This is the rule. This is the new forever Blake Snell. Well, I mean, regardless, though, it's not the now and forever, but it's the it's the risk factor involved now. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we're having guys that are performing a certain level for you. You're not going to have to if you want Blake Snell next year, you don't have to spend a top 30 pick or something or a top 100 pick on him. It's just too much risk involved. Yeah. You yeah. Know, in that he, he becomes like, you know, the later rounds like, ah, maybe this can work out. We'll see. That's you know, crazy. That's just what it is right now. I mean, we'll see what happens in the next two months. He's at seventy-eight on the list right now. There's no way yeah. someone's at seventy-eight right now that I'm saying. But next year it's a top thirty pick. You just reset it. It's just not how it works. Yeah, it it's been very it's been brutal. <laughs> <laughs> that song is actually about Blake Snell. Believe it, it is. Or not. Yeah, it, it was just it one been... week. That was just so bad. No, I, I wish we could go ahead and say that it's been one week, but it's been a lot of it's been a lot of first inning stuff, if I remember correctly. Mm. Uh, he hasn't been able to get out of first innings. And then, yeah, man, that seven innings, excuse me, seven earned runs against Oakland over just four innings pitched. I mean, he did have that nice bounce back against Miami between the Washington and Oakland start. But, man, it's just been oof. he hasn't had a wow, while. The last time he had a start with fewer than three walks was the middle of June. Oh, my that's, that's not good fast. That's, that's not, not good. good. Oh, Blake that's Snell. That's not good. Oh, Blake Snell. Uh, tier 12, David Price, Madison Bumgarner, Stephen Matz, Michael Pineda, JT Brubaker, Cole Irvin, Merrill Kelly, and Patrick Corbin. It's the basketball bench. Okay. Uh, so you are, you, the fantasy manager, are standing up as you see your power forward is, oof, he's just not cutting it. Mm-hmm. And you look down the bench and you see all the faces of David Price and Matz and Bumgarner go, huh? <laughs> Put me in, coach! <laughs> and you <sighs> take a sigh. All right, Bumgarner. You throw sub 90 now and I need you at 91, 92, but maybe today you got it. Mm-hmm. And you put him in the game. Yeah, I can I can go ahead and get behind that. And then the, there's, you know, I guess there are some young I wouldn't even say bright side guys in terms of who's available off that bench. I mean, Kelly, maybe he's no, been okay. He's been, he's been serviceable. He's someone you want to be streaming, but that's it. Yeah, it really is just kind of rough. Cole Irvin kind of fell off a little bit so far. A little he did recover lately. And if anyone, I, I can understand the argument for pushing up, it's Cole Irvin, but still like, I think it, these are all Tobies. This is the Toby tier. They're, they're playing that really is the with- basketball they're playing basketball with a suit and tie. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's get to these final two tiers here. Tier 13, minor, cool, Cueto, Anderson, Reed Detmers, Dalton Jeffries, Ryan Yarbrough, Marco Gonzalez, Dallas Keuchel, Cal Quantrill, Vladimir Gutierrez, and Chris Flexen. They are the egg carton because I believe there are a dozen of them. You, yeah. And- yo, I got to retire that soon. What? Every time there's 12 or 13, it's always the Baker's dozen. Or if no, it's no, no, 11, no, 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 no. I had like... a good reason why, though. Okay, go ahead. Because go ahead. eggs are, like, super cheap. <laughs> <laughs> How much could a carton of eggs be, Michael? Yeah, yeah right. $10? You know, $10, Michael? Yeah, so <laughs> it's, you know, you, can, you just have an egg. You're like, you need an egg. I can, I can get you an egg. Like, there's, look, you get, you get, like, 12 of them for $2. You know, it's fine. So this is the egg carton. That makes sense. I, I guess if uh, I wish I could theoretically make a case for Cal Quantrill being raised higher because he hasn't been giving up a lot of damage, but his strikeouts have not. Cal been Quantrill there. Is, is a tease to, at the end of an ERA, right? Uh, yeah. He's someone who I do not believe that this quality start streak that he's on is going to stick. 
Uh, the stuff is just not that good. It, it's it's that simple. The slider maybe showed a little bit more promise last time, but I I would not buy it at all. And last week's success for Vladimir Gutierrez was pretty much driven by called strikes. I think he had a new career high in called strikes. He's in so that interesting start. to me. His locations are mo- like he has really good pitch separation. But at the he end of the day, he, yeah. his stuff isn't that great. And that's the problem. <clears throat> yeah, uh, I'm with you on that. From watching that start, I wasn't like blown away by it. But it was nice to see him paint every once in a while. Sure. Um, the, the last a little mini tier to end it all off with Waka and Braxton Garrett. I couldn't decide who the 100 was. So I decided to make it both by having their own little mini tier. Oh, OK. That's that's so that's what we're thinking yeah. there. Yeah. So I, I call them, you know, it's, it's the Gemini tier. They're twins. Yeah, I was I, you know, I'm glad that you listed them that way, because, listen, I know you have to put someone at number 100. It literally has to be there. But like that, I I don't want a and I'm not saying you're doing this, but I don't want anyone thinking that that 10K strikeout game against San Diego was for real because it wasn't. Right. Yeah, I but uh, Braxton Garrett, I kind of cheated because it's not confirmed that he's pitching this week. And I know that's not the rule, but it's at 100. Who cares? But I think he is going to start this week. Uh, he is interesting, and there there is something to it a little bit, but not not my favorite. Um, and Waka, look, he increases a strikeout rate by or a velocity rather by a tick and a half, um, and that was pretty dang cool against the Yankees. Uh, I hope it sticks. We'll see. Why is Waka listed on fringe players? I considered. I uh, he shouldn't. How be. dare you? How dare I read him? <laughs> I read them, and this is what I get. No, what you did was control F. No, because I, uh, I was looking up here to see who could theoretically be on here aside Braxton Garrett and uh, Slim Pickin. Fast, I think you're making that up. No, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, I don't know. Hey, look, guys, you guys uh, re- listening to this right now, you'll see that Waka's not there. Oh, you changed it right. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know you. I know. And with that sort of trickery, that'll that'll do it for this episode. What a fun. It was, it was so yeah, it was fun. Good Just, it was good yeah, that good, was fun. Good seeing the, the basement boxes again, you know? Yes. Nice to be back. I will be back with you next week in person. Yes. Uh, but for now, that is going to do it for episode number 269 of On the Corner, the official Pitcherless.com podcast. I'm your host, Alex Fast. And I'm Nick Pollock. And we'll talk to you guys next week.